Mothering Milestones, an inside look at one woman's journey into parenthood. I'm Josie Schneider, and with me is mom in the making, Bethany Corey. Hi. Along with Jeff Johnson. Hello. And Tasha Johnson. Aloha. So in this podcast, we are really going to do some deep dives into every everything that parents experience as they are becoming moms and dads for the first time. But in our first episode, we're just going to spend some time getting to know our hosts and dive into something that absolutely every new parent experiences, and that is lots and lots of anxiety. So, Bethany, since you are the star of this ship, why don't you go ahead and start and tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what it, how, how, how are you feeling right now? Okay. Um, so I'm a soon to be mom. Um, I've decided we were discussing a nickname for the show and it's going to be small curd. Um, that's, that's the nickname for the baby, not for the show, for the baby, right? not for the show. Yeah. For the baby will be small curd. Cause we were talking about cottage cheese before this began. Um, the podcast, not the baby. Um, <laughs> so, um, Little small curd, he will be born sometime at the beginning of May. Um, and uh, my husband and I are adopting him, which uh, gives some, some different anxiety. I, well, yeah, I've got a lot of anxieties and I don't know which of them are because I will soon be a mom and which are of them are, I will soon be a mom, but I haven't been pregnant. So my body isn't magically changing into a mother. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I really like that you're going to have this unique perspective that most of us don't even think about. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Your body changes into a mom. I, I, I don't know. I know. That's what I assume. I always thought, well, so I don't know if we wanted to, to get into this now, but I've had a lot of anxieties my entire life about becoming a mom. And so I just kind of had this story that like, oh, well, when I'm pregnant, like then I'll magically, you know, be able to go without sleep or <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember my kid's name. That was a big, a big fear of mine when I was young. So you, the anxiety. So you were like a five-year-old playing with your your baby dolls. That you were you were you were playing at anxious mom. Yeah. No. I would literally. I would have all my dolls and stuffed animals lined up, and I would forget their name. I would name them all, and then forget their names, and then just go into a a, a panic. I was inconsolable because I would forget their names, and I was certain that that meant that I would be a horrible mother, which I still might be. Like, well, sure. But, out, but. Uh, so I think one of the things we're going to do on the show is we're going to we're going to throw out some 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 advice to, to Bethany, because all three of us have got some some parenting experience. I, I, I spent a few years of my mom of my life with kids calling me mom back in the childcare days. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to call myself an honorary mom. I don't care if anybody likes it or not. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so so a bit of advice for that whole name thing. Just go with, hey, you. 
and, yeah. and do, yeah. it with the, do it with the mom voice. And, and by the time you're halfway through the rant, you'll, the name will pop into your head. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, one of the daycare children, uh, it was like a brother. He was here um, to visit one day and I just kept calling him sweet stuff. <laughs> he was like, why are you calling me sweet stuff? And I'm like, cause I don't remember anybody's name today. So that's just, <laughs> if you're all sweet stuff. Then, uh, then we're good to go. Well, then you're set. Yeah. I, I'm really interested in hearing about the, the whole magical transformation into a mom thing. Uh, Josie and Tasha, do, do you feel like you magically transformed into moms going through the process of being pregnant? Um, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I will say being pregnant is very strange. It's like, ha you know, that scene in Alien where like the alien bursts out of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Some days, some days feel like that. Um, but most of the time it just feels like something has taken over and you don't really belong to yourself anymore. And that is very strange. And I think that's to prepare you for the fact that you will um, never belong to yourself again, at least for another, I don't know, two to five years. So get ready for that, Bethany. But I mean, you so have gotten some autonomy now. Yes, yes, finally, at almost eight, kind of, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different episode. I will say that you're going to, whether or not you're growing this baby yourself or you are adopting, you're going to get handed a baby and you're going to realize, oh, you're still the same person and you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. Good. But Tasha, who's a far better mother than, <laughs> no. than me, probably has a different no. experience. No, no, no. I, I mean, I love being pregnant. It just went with, well, the first three months were crap. But after that, it was enjoyable. But giving birth, yeah, painful. And then having this little one is like, that, it's, it's a lot of pressure and stressful and not as enjoyable as you think it might be. I mean, it, it is, but you know, you have your doubts and your anxiety over watching over this little one. You think that's all your life is from then on is caring for this little one. And you're just there nurturing it. Because honestly, for a while it is. Mm -hmm. Those first few months, it yeah. that that really is all your life is about. So you kind of lose yourself if you're not careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need a tapeworm. Oh. Uh, just so, just something going on a inside. Parasite. Yeah, you need some. I mean, it doesn't have to be a tapeworm. Yeah. So so some sort of parasite that that you could bond with and and have kind of a, have kind of that symbiotic relationship with. That might be might be a a good um, stand-in for the actual an actual pregnancy. Maybe is that would that help? I mean, um, I've got like a little um, like a little succulent on my kitchen window that I've been trying to keep alive. And I feel like that maybe would be better than a tapeworm. Try, 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 try trying to keep alive. 
Well, you know, I like, mean, how's it going? <laughs> it's there. Okay, good. Don't worry about the I think, succulent. I think plants are far harder to keep alive than babies. I agree. Oh. Plants don't yeah. tell you what they need. You just give them what you think they need, and the next thing you know, they're brown and you've killed dead. them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> babies, you usually have a few more warning signs before you get to that point. <laughs> well, I find it funny, um, being a child care provider, everyone... I mean, basically since like my husband and I got married would say, oh my God, you're going to be such a good mom. You're going to be great. It's going to be so easy. And I'm just thinking like, and because I'm polite and hate confrontation, I would just kind of like, oh yeah, blah, blah. But, um, but in my head, I'm like, dear God, I don't know how to keep, like, I can like take care of other people's children, but like. I don't feel like that this has prepared me to take care of my own. Like it's a whole different level of. Well, never. you're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And that's why it's good. I wish I, when my kids were little and, you know, I was felt comfortable enough leaving them with someone. I felt since I was the mom, I was supposed to be the only one caring for them all the time. And that's, that's way too stressful. Now that I'm older, I thought, I'm thinking, I should have said, yes, I gave, you know, they're my kids and everything, whether you adopt or you give birth to them, but you should be able to hand them over to someone else you trust and say, I need an hour by myself, if nothing else, and taking that time. Uh, well, okay, here's the thing. So, hey, in case listeners don't know, Tasha's kids are also mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our kids we should probably we should probably get that out in the first episode okay so that that's totally true because i'm i'm not when when baby tyler came home from the hospital i'm not sure when the first time i spent an hour alone with him was um because mama duck is such a good mama duck um, and as a, as a dad, I thought my job was to, to be there and be supportive, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I expected her to tell me, and it wasn't here, take this baby so I can go eat a sandwich, take a shower and pee by myself. Um, it, so it, it was, it was awkward and hard. And, and I, I think I, I think I would have been able to keep the kid alive if, if she had done that in, in those early, even those first couple days. I don't know if I would have been so good at the nursing part. Um, but I, I, I mean, I would have, I would have given it a, given it a try. Um, but, <laughs> but, but no, and I think that's what, what, what a lot of moms feel, isn't it? That, that this is all on me kind of feeling. Sure. Because it, it so I, it, it is to a certain extent, um, but it is hard to ask for help because you mm -hmm. feel like you have failed the first time you yeah. ask for help. I, I will tell you guys um, our hospital story. So when Juliet was born, she was born at nine o'clock in the morning, which if I was going to do things over again, I wouldn't have told people right away because then all of a sudden you have lots that's early in the morning. It gives people lots and lots of time to get to the hospital. And 
all day long, people were holding my baby and they hand her to me to feed occasionally. But then all of a sudden, visiting hours were over and everyone left. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and Corey and I had been up since, well, let's see, I went into labor at 1 a.m. So we had been up since 1 a.m. the night before and we were so tired. And I thought, okay, this is wonderful. I've had a great first day as a mom. I did a pretty good job, even though I was laying in this bed. Now I'm going <laughs> to lay her in this bassinet, and she's going to go to sleep, and I'm going to go to sleep, and look at what a great mom I am. And I had a baby that needed to be held all the time. She was a very high-needs baby from that first moment. And I realized, oh, no. Oh no, what do I do? I'm so tired. I have to go to sleep and I can't put her down. Okay. And finally, after two hours of us, like, j just losing our minds, the nurse finally walked in and said, I am taking this baby. You need to go to sleep. Aww. And that would have been great, except then I sat there and cried for the next two hours because I thought, oh no, someone's already taken my baby because I failed as a mom and we're not even 24 hours into it. <laughs> There's just an immense amount of pressure. And I would argue that as moms, we put a lot of it on ourselves, but I think society puts it on us too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, mean, I knew from the from the time in the delivery room that Tasha was going to be to be the one that was in charge because she was yelling at the doctor in the delivery room. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the, we're the last, you know, the last few minutes of the whole delivery process. And it's been a rough, it's been a rough night for me. The, the air conditioning was a little bit too low. And so I was chilly. Um, I was sweating. Um, I, I mean, nobody, nobody in the, in the delivery room seemed to be concerned that I had goosebumps, but you know, I'm manning up and, and weathering it. And, uh, the doctor is, is tells Tasha that, it, you know, it's going to be time to push now. And he, he wants her to, you know, I need you to, I need you to adjust yourself. I need you to slide down here a little bit more. And she was apparently mid contraction because she sat up and said to him, not now and uh, and and then just this demon voice and he was like oh, oh whenever you're ready whenever you're ready <laughs> and, uh, when she was ready she scooched and and got into the the pushing position and and then <clears throat> a few minutes later the baby was born but uh everybody everybody in that room was was bending to her will at that in that last couple minutes so i knew she she uh she was going to be the boss of things yeah, and as I, I mean, I mentioned earlier about, you know, having someone to trust. I, I, I do trust my husband and stuff, but I felt like I still was the one who was the primary caregiver, especially with nursing and a kid being attached to you all the time. Yeah, so. This, this is going to be its own episode once Bethany actually has this baby, <laughs> where we talk yeah. about how the middle of the night is the loneliest you will ever feel in your entire life. Yeah. <laughs> and how much you hate your husband then. But that is, um, you know, that's, we got we to gotta wait so you actually have experienced this for yourself. Yeah, because I'm, I'm over here and I've been like negotiating getting like eight hours of sleep at night. And he'll just take care of the night. So that's what I'm there hoping you go. for. Good luck with that. Is that. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see, Bethany. We have covered 
forgetting the child's name and just being a bad mom in general, what else are you feeling anxious about? Um, so I don't know if it was reading these articles that we were looking at, um, or I don't know if I just got to like the, I'm not anxious phase, but like, I'm literally not worried about anything now. I feel like three weeks ago, I was a mess. Hmm? Like I was panicking over everything. Like, I don't know what a baby is. I don't know how to change a diaper. Like, you know, all of those things. Uh, Overthinking. (laughs) Um, But now I'm just like, all right. Like, is that because you read enough stuff that you realized everybody is panicky and feeling that way ahead of time or that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I don't know. Or that you've just given up already. Maybe I, (laughs) it could be a little of both. Like, you know, it's going to be a shit show anyway. So I'm just going to embrace it. (laughs) You're, you're in kind of a sweet spot though. Um, when, when is small curd due to arrive? Um, May 5th. May 5th. We are exactly six weeks away from the due date. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. <laughs> I would be I interested think. to see how you're feeling when you're like a week or two out just to see yeah. if any of it comes back it's, or not. Well, and it's, it's different because like, so like I don't have like labor and delivery anxiety. I have like travel anxiety. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, like, I I don't have to prepare, like, for childbirth. I have to prepare, like, for packing last minute and driving six hours. <laughs> you know, so it's, um, yeah, it's weird because I there's a lot not on me in this, um, this before time. Sure, but there's. There's a lot on you too. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot on you too. It's just different. Are you? Gonna, oh yeah, yeah. Are you going to have like your hospital bag packed, which is really your yeah. just your jump in the car and go bag? Well, I may have all of the baby things packed already um, because we'll have to be out of state for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, which and maybe that was it, like because I got that that packed up um, a few weeks ago, so it could have been just like. And like, okay, I have enough to keep the baby alive, like clothed <laughs> and in a container for a bit. But yeah, like, because, yeah. The car seat's ready to go. <laughs> I mean, you don't realize how much little things you need to, I mean, the basics and stuff that you need to prepare for. Right. And once you have it, it's like, okay. Well, and, and my best friend, um, she showed up like the day that her daughter was being released from the hospital and didn't have any clothes to put her in. So I'm like, I'm feeling a bit more prepared than that. Like, sorry to throw you under the bus, friend, but. (laughs) (laughs) You're more prepared than we were. Yeah. Um, We. (sighs) Did you have to use car seats back then? (laughs) <laughs> can, can 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 i oh tasha froze up for a second i figured we would go okay, there so, so here's the deal we uh i will get 
totally emotional. Okay. Well, oh, so did you hear me at all? You froze up a little bit. You're, you you froze up with your mouth open on the Zoom, yeah, but that's okay. Um, so um, we we were sure um, going into the delivery room oh, okay. that um, we our, our plans was uh, putting them up for adoption because we were young and not ready to be parents. We were we were we we've been together for years, and then he was born and we met him. And oh, it was what a few hours later that I said uh, we're we're keeping him right or something along that lo- those lines, and she said yeah, and so so I mean <laughs> we had nothing because we we hadn't planned on this and we kept him alive. <laughs> He 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 slept his first night home in in his car seat, and and he he apparently had, was the opposite of Juliet because uh, he slept all night that first night. I don't know if he slept Jealous. again for for a while after that, but uh, he was a good sleeper. So we were we were totally unprepared as far as the the stuff goes and the I guess the emotional preparedness. But uh, we met him, and and then there we there we were. So there's a revelation for the podcast. Ooh, but that's anxiety on a whole different level. Yeah. Were you anxious? Well, was I anxious? Oh, I am a ball of anxiety. No, I was wondering if Tasha was anxious, but she's... Oh, Tasha. Is she back now? There she is. You're muted. (laughs) I feel like yelling at yourself at the screen. I know. Oh yeah, no. It was yeah that, that that I totally didn't get to hear the whole story. That but were you anxious? He came home with us. Were you anxious? Yeah, yeah. You didn't seem to be. I think I was. I don't know. In that whole phase of not I mean it's it's a magical moment so you're not it's not really you don't feel like you're in reality I guess at the time Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like here it is and it's like I guess a way to describe it's like a fairy tale you're coming home and you're doing this and then a couple days later once the whole being home and not being in the hospital sets in and settles in and you realize this is real reality here. And then you just kind of cry sometimes at the strangest moments. And sometimes you don't realize why you're crying. And other times it's like, yeah, this is why I'm going to cry. (laughs) But, But anxiety has a big time big thing for the crying and the whole being mom and not real yeah go ahead you don't get a lot you don't have a lot of opportunities for introspection to really think about it because it doesn't feel real you're just you're especially those first few weeks you're just trying to get through the day because you're so tired I mean first of all you're so tired you're so Mm -hmm. tired and you have this baby and it is a beautiful and magical thing but it's also very, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
you just you just automatically do things. The baby cries. You check the diaper. You feed. You 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 get into this routine, mm-hmm. and you're just going through the day, and you feel like you're an um, automaton, and yeah. um, it's very robotic to a certain extent too. It's it's so weird. It's like I think back to those early days, and I feel like I remember every minute of it and nothing at all at the same time. And I think mm-hmm. it's just because every day feel is so much the same and it goes so quickly yeah but it doesn't feel quick at the time (laughs) no 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 (laughs) I was like are you gonna go to sleep is the day over so I can go to sleep for a little bit Mm -hmm. so again um I I liked in um I'm assuming we'll link the articles that we have alluded to briefly Yes. yes in in the psychology today article um it was titled Mother's Anxiety, mm-hmm. How Motherhood Breeds Anxiety. It gives um, 10 tips. And I really liked the second one. Um, and I feel like um, like for Brian and I in the adoption process, like we had to uh, answer like, what are you looking forward to most to being a parent? Um, and so number two's tip was remind yourself of the reason why you wanted to become a mother and the meaning of being a mother. And it said, rather than losing yourself and your mothering experience in a slew of worries and concerns that something awful will happen to your child, lose yourself in wonderful moments of motherhood, being proud of your child's accomplishment, tucking your child in or sharing a laugh. Um, And it's like in those first weeks, like there's not a lot like exciting and magical that's happening, you know, like you did make this baby and, you know, and like, you've got this or whatever, but you know, you've, you've got this baby and that's magical, but like, there's nothing magical (laughs) in dirty diapers and sleepless nights and them spitting up the bottle that you just spent (laughs) two hours (laughs) trying to get Get the right temperature and right. Um, but, um, I think like I've been just when I have those moments of anxiety of, will I be good enough? Will I know what I'm doing? Will this work out? Okay. You know, all of those, it's, you know, I just like, I've just been trying to enjoy the excitement of like thinking about becoming a mom and um, because it is exciting. And I mean, Bethany, how you don't have to share a lot of personal details, but how long have you been waiting for this opportunity? Like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You have waited a long (laughs) long time. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we did, um, you know, like the good old fashioned, just like having sex way, which never worked. And, um, uh, what's the, what's the in vitro chemistry (laughs) and all that. (laughs) We did the science way, uh, um, and uh, we had a miscarriage in there, and so it's like it's just been. And then this the whole adoption journey has just been a long, really long process. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm counting, literally counting down the days, and <laughs> uh, a little small curd. I, I, 
I love that. Bethany, I'm so excited for you. I I can't Mm -hmm. speak for for Josie and Tasha, but I'm going to. I remember about halfway through that 10 years, uh, we were sitting on the uh, upper deck at our place watching the bats fly around at night after after a long day of goofing around and and there'd been a couple cocktails consumed during the day. And and you kind of kind of shared the story with everybody. And my heart broke that you were going through this because everything I've known I know about you and experienced with you leads me to believe you're going to be a delightful mother and Mm -hmm. and the the idea that the world could be so cruel as to to not let that happen um had me kind of angry at the world for a while and so a few months back when I found out that this was finally happened happening for you I I was I was just giddy because um it's it's going to be delightful for for you and and for this precious little child who gets to have you as a mommy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's. I appreciate you guys being here for it because it's been a ride, right? <laughs> but I, we joke, but you really are going yeah. to be the best mommy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Well, not the. I mean, the best. I was, like. Don't be married. You're going to be the best mom. I I just hope that one day Mm. I get like a world's okayest mom mug. And that's all we can aim for. That's my goal. (laughs) But you know what? Someday small curd is going to look at you and he's going to say, you're the best mommy. And that's even though, you know, at the end of the day, you really barely, you've done so many things where you barely deserve that world's okayest mom mug. That's going to make you feel like you, for that minute, you really are the best mom in the world because you're going to be the best mom for him. And, and then a minute later, he's going to tell you he hates you because you made him eat his green beans and he's going to throw a fit and run in the other room and you're going to, you're going to feel devastated, but then he'll love you again six and a half <laughs> minutes later. There is a new children's book coming out. It's called the pretty, I need to check the title. I'm pretty sure it's called The Meanest of Meanies, a book about love. And it is that concept of sometimes, (laughs) sometimes mom and dad do feel like the meanest of meanies. That's amazing. Yeah, I have to, I'll have to to find it. It is. That's exactly what it's called. I hope we keep the show going long enough that 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 becomes one of the milestones. The first I I love you and the first I hate you. Those will be great episodes. We'll have a lot to uh, <laughs> lot to discuss in them. Shall we Shall we wrap this one up? We're coming up on half an hour. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. I I do just want to say real fast. You know, as we're having this conversation about anxiety, I mean, maybe this is just if you are actually dealing with the hormones, but um, I think it is really important for new moms to know the difference between what is normal, everyday, new mom, new mom and dad anxiety, and what actually requires some medical care. Um, I wish I had known that sooner, because like I said, I was a bundle of anxiety, and um, I have had OCD since I was about seven years old. But it never actually got diagnosed until three months into um, being a new mom when I was just terrified to be with Juliet because my worries weren't weren't worries I could move on from. I was scared. I was scared to be alone with her. And that's a that's a really hard, scary thing to admit because you don't 
you know, you feel like you are a terrible, terrible mother, that some of these intrusive thoughts are in your head. Um, and I was able to see someone and through both some therapy and medication, you know, I was able to get that taken care of. And I found out that if you have OCD, postpartum OCD is almost guaranteed. And it's a, it's a nasty, scary beast. But I will say, once I got it, once I dealt with it, you know, I didn't feel, oh gosh, it's, um, it's hard to admit this, but I didn't feel an immediate connection to my child because I was so scared of her because of some of these intrusive thoughts. But as soon as I got on the medication and my brain chemistry levels were getting back to where they needed to be, three months into it, then all of a sudden I felt that rush of new mom connection. Um, so I just want to say, you know, to listeners, anybody who else is also getting ready to have a baby, know, you know, accept, know that all new moms worry, accept your worries and know that, you know, it is very unlikely for any of them to happen. But if it really is starting to get, get in the way of caring for your baby, you're not alone. This is a really, really common problem and get some help sooner rather than later. You'll be glad you did. So on that happy note. <laughs> no, that was an excellent point. Thank yeah. you for bringing that, sharing that and, and pointing that out because I think moms do need to hear that. Maybe even some dads might be benefited from it too. So I, I think, I, cause I think we, I think we sometimes, the, the focus is on the mom because she's the one doing, mm -hmm. oh, doing yeah. the majority of the work, but I, being a new dad is a scary is a scary time too. So mm -hmm. just everybody take care of yourself. Bethany, you are going to be a wonderful mom. Yeah. And we are excited to talk to you again next week and dive into another mothering milestone. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.